0: To you all out there in podcast land, we are on the Outbreak Entertainment Network, and you are listening to the Outbreak MMA Podcast alongside the Italian stallion Don Vincenzo. Well, I feel like a stallion this week, James, but and unfortunately, we're going to call him the Sick Messiah, <laughs> battling, <sighs> battling the remnants of. Cuban Assassin's Powder. I still say that was anthrax. Might be. Um, unfortunately, uh, dealing with a little battle of bronchitis, but he is here. He's here to spread the message of MMA. Ladies and gentlemen, Suicide Messiah, Mark Mandrake.
1: That's right, Jimmy. We are
0: troopers. We are going to power through this. That's right. All right. Gentlemen, UFC 241 is in the books. In the books, written down
2: and done. and uh, Proof done. that a blind squirrel finds an acorn now and then. I took that one 4-2 to two over Mark this week. And yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what, though? I, here's the thing. I, I think the real winners, I mean, yes, you won. You you, you have more picks than me, uh, correct? But uh, uh, the real winners out of that were the fans. That that whole card from top to bottom was just awesome. Well,
0: with the exception of a few fans, but we'll get to that later. Well, yeah.
1: this, I, I got to admit, there is one fight on the
2: card, and I'm sure we'll discuss it that I actually, while I am happy that the way the outcome was because it gave me the win, I don't agree with it.
1: Oh, I'm sure we'll discuss but, that.
2: But uh, we'll go over that one. But uh, very good uh, event. Great fights from the early prelims all the way to the main event. Yeah. Uh, I really have no complaints with the fights. I was very happy. I was very well entertained. And some really solid hits. And some really solid matches.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely. And, and it actually did have a fairly significant impact on the landscape of of some of the some of these divisions um you know for example you know I, I don't want to start off with this but we'll mention it you know Daniel Cormier you know losing to Stipe Miochik in the pound for pound rankings he dropped seven seven spots which I think was quite a bit but I mean it, it, that that's a pretty significant change um there some other people that actually drop spots and then you know, you had Nate Diaz that that definitely moved up and, and proved that he's still very relevant. So, uh, Well,
2: I don't really see any reason not to go off with it and start with it. I mean, the main event in in this fight, or in this card, was the the reigning champion at the time, Daniel Cormier, facing the former champion, Steve A. Miocic, and um, for three rounds... Uh, I thought Cormier was going to win it. I mean, as much as I picked yeah. Stipe, I kept looking at him. Like, I'm going to take the loss. I'm going to take the loss. And then all of a sudden, Stipe just went nuts and
1: caught Cormier, but good. Well, And you, that was the end of it. If you listen to it, after the first round, even after the second round in particular, Cormier's corner was telling him, look, first round you wrestled. Stick with that. Stick with that. Don't try to stand up with with Miocic, and that was a very smart decision. Cormier didn't follow that, and and he it, it's no secret he openly admits that. You know, um, you got to respect the guy because he's taking credit for his own loss. You know, uh, and and that's 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 a true sportsman. It's a true it's a true man. You know, uh, Miocic. I mean, that's not taking anything away from Miocic. Miocic. He
2: openly said that he, his fighting, I believe his exasperation was uh, that he fought like a bitch for the well, first time
1: rounds. Okay, and I'm going to get to something about that because he had something very heavy-weighted waiting on his mind that night um, that came out after the fight. Somebody, uh, one of the coaches in his corner told him to start working the body of Cormier. And that was the smartest thing he did because that, that's what won him the fight. That's what won him the fight. Um, Cormier possibly could have beaten Jochik again. You don't know. I mean, but in theory, if he he would have taken him down, he probably would have been very dominant with his wrestling.
0: It's very good proof to see that your eyes, that you don't see in the ring because you're in the middle of a heated fight, your eyes are always watching what's going on. And both sides' coaches said where they needed to do and what they needed to do, and guess what? One listen, one didn't. Yep. come new heavyweight champion.
1: Right. Yeah, and, that, and and again, though, and that's, you know, that, that goes to show, because obviously when you're watching MMA, pe- people think that, you know, it, it's it's literally a, a man-on-man sport or woman-on-woman. And it's not. It takes a whole team to win. And, again, if you want proof of that, look at the main event from, from UFC 241. It does take a whole team to win. It's not just one person. Now Miocic did have something weighing on his mind. You mentioned that he 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 said he fought like a bitch. Yeah. One of the things that came into that, and he found out after the fight because they weren't going to tell him before, because um, they do a, a lot of coaches try to eliminate any distractions. At I agree. All from 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 the fighter's mind, uh, he found out his, his father was cancer free. So I mean, really, he he found out two two great. You know, he won the title. He found out his father was cancer free. That's that that's a great night for Miocic. And yeah. again, yeah. nothing. Nothing from that fight should take away from Yotchik's win at all. He deserved to win it. He fought the better fight, you know. At, at the end, again, Cormier had it won until he didn't, and and that came right from Cormier and a number of right.
0: people. So the big question well, now fight too. Yep. The big question now is is that what's next for both men? And quite honestly, do we see a rematch, a third rematch between the uh, between those two? All
1: right. Go ahead, because we were talking about this for one hour. And the thing so. is,
2: I. I like DC, uh, and, and no disrespect to him, he's had a, an, an outstanding career. He's been a champion at multiple weight classes, the champ, champ having them at the same time. But there comes a point where you have to know that the game has passed you by, and while he can still fight a heavyweight, uh, I, I I can see you could see that he was not. As crisp as he had been. Time is catching up to DC. And that now the thing is well, who does DC face next? Does he face John Jones yet again? Does he go after Steve A to try and you know get the rubber match on this one? And to be honest, I don't really have that excitement to watch Cormier anymore in these high profile matches. Now, he might beat Steve A in a third run. I can't say he won't. He, it's not that he's unimpressive, but it's just, it bored me in certain spots of it. He fought right, he fought smart, up until he stopped fighting smart. And it cost him, but it wasn't impressive. Uh, let's face facts. When when Stipe went on that you know rush all of a sudden, making the body punches and then caught him, that was exciting. It turned the crowd on their feet real quick. But that's the fight wasn't really all that exciting prior to.
1: I I actually don't think DC looked bad at all. Um, I think DC looked a little bit hesitant. But again, earlier in the week, if 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 you fans you know watch watch the UFC embedded series, it was either on embedded or uh, ESPN Plus's uh. uh Forgot the the show where they follow the two fighters and, and they were focusing on DC and Miocic. Um, he made the comment that when he shook Miochik's hand, unlike last time, it felt like he was shaking a sledgehammer. I mean, it felt like he was shaking a stone. And he even made the comment he don't want to get hit by those by those hands. Well, that just shows common sense. And, <laughs> and no, but but he made a comment though that it wasn't like that the last time that they fought. So you have to wonder if that was in his mind and maybe that's why he looked that way. I think. He fought smart. It just wasn't exciting. Dana White does not want, and, and, and it, it, it it's it's came out, Dana White has pretty much all but said he does not want Cormier to retire, which is a stark difference from, from Dana White of old, where if you're even contemplating retirement, hang him up. Because if you're even thinking about getting in there, when it's in the back of your mind that you don't want to do this, you're going to get hurt. And with Cormier, he seems to really want to push. And... I'm sure money has a big part to do with this. Of course. You know, push for, for whatever match that Cormier wants. And, I, and it could be that. It could be that White wants to actually be able to give Cormier a good send-off and say, look, let's just say this is your last fight. Go out there, have fun, do what you do, and then call it a career. It's not going to hurt anything if he does it as far as his legacy goes. I'd like to see Cormier versus Miocic three. I, I think that if if Cormier actually sticks to his game plan, I think he'll actually have a, a, a better fight and very possibly beat Miocic. Um, but then you add Nganu into the mix; that's been making waves, and he's been he's been throwing out that he wants to fight fight Miocic. Therein lies the next question: which fight's going to make the most money? Because that's the one they're going to push for. DC, exactly. My opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, I And, again, Ganu will always look great since he, he, he had those two two couple trials. And he changes camps and stuff like that. And, again, you can, you can tell. I mean, he still got the same striking coach, but I think some of his other coaches have changed up as well. Uh, and you could tell. Uh, man, like shooting fireworks off outside yeah, the uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm doing fireworks all
1: day around here. Oh, huh. hi, I well, thought we were under attack. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> You know, in Ghanu, though, his fights are short, quick, to the point, and over with. And I don't, you know, in does not seem to have the public behind him as much as DC does. And DC, and that's an interesting thing to mention, because a year, year and a half ago, DC would walk out and he'd get booed by everybody. But people have seen him go through adversity, and he's gone through adversity all his life. And and now he he really is loved by UFC fans. Mm-hmm. And I, I never
2: understood why they booed him. To be honest with you,
1: um. Well, remember Cormier is a huge fan of pro wrestling, so he didn't exactly help himself sometimes by trying to get some heat. Um, I he, he got the reaction. He loved it. He, he loved the reaction when, when he was booed. Do okay. so. Uh, but well, again, it's gonna. It, DC insists that he's gonna make a decision on, on what he wants to do within the next couple weeks. And, and uh, you know, White said he's not even going to talk to Miocic or DC for at least a couple weeks, let him heal up, and then decide what they want to do. But he's openly said, Cormier's going to get whatever Cormier wants as long as they can come to come to it. Well, terms at the least team there's team a opponent.
2: respect there, so that's good. Well, as much as you disagreed about the excitement value of the, the heavyweight ch- championship there, there was no question and no argument on this next fight. Anthony Pettis and Nate Diaz.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. I, it was I. <laughs> I for for the for the for the folks that don't live in Florida, there's a there's a chain of restaurants called Wing House here. And we went to go to Wing House to see the fights. It's, oh, it's, it's pretty much like who is, and this is not. This is not a cut down to Wing House at all. No, no, no. no I like Wing House. Wing House is, well, Wing House is
0: an amazing establishment. However, they can't control everybody that walks behind those doors and enjoys the atmosphere. People with people. That's fortunately, all there is to it. There, unfortunately, was two tables. It just happened to be right next to us as we're sitting there watching the show. That one was just annoying, screaming out. I think the only word he really knew was the F word yeah. for an adjective. And then there was a family who was actually sitting here recording it for her family. You know, it was that infuriated? That is horrible. That infuriating. That is horrible. They, I mean, Wayne House pays good money to have these shows on here for us to come out there and enjoy your establishment. And when you're sitting there, we all dropped at least $200, $250 worth for food and gratuity there. Oh, yeah.
2: And... and Heck, I knew we were going to we
1: be there all night. I exactly.
2: can't wait until the 20s to start off like, hey, we're going to be here a while. That's a guarantee. Yeah.
1: No, I, I almost want to actually get right up in her, because she was FaceTiming at someone. I almost want to get right up in there and be like, turn off your phone or I'm going to break it. Um, and, again, and, 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 and while that sounds harsh, because I know there's people that try to look for illegal pay-per-view streams. Look at it this way, and, and, and this—you know people can say whatever they want about pro wrestling. But the fact is, these fighters are busting their ass. And, and, and putting you know their their lives and their, their safety on the line mm-hmm. to entertain you, they deserve to get paid. If you're gonna go and you're gonna try to get it for free like that, you're a cheap son of a bitch. And quite honestly, you don't deserve to be entertained. Exactly. Um, and, and, and I honestly feel that way. I mean, yeah, we went to Wing House, but we all know there's certain fighters, that if they're on the card, I won't go out to see it because mm. I don't like how the fans react. Well, we, we, we just added, added one, game one game. more. Yeah, Saturday yes. Saturday and evening. Diaz is one of them, and it's not—it's—it's it's not a knock against Diaz. I'm not a big Diaz fan, but that's not—it's not a knock against him. Nobody, look, nobody can deny Diaz is it, a fighter. It's
0: not the fighters; it's the fans of those fighters yes. that are out that, that are obnoxious. Yes. Well,
2: you know, it's like when you went to watch a high school football game years ago, you always had this one dad or this one uncle who was completely drunk out of their mind and didn't know when to shut up. Uh, yeah. We had a whole table full of them at Wing House the other day. and uh, Now, there were a couple of fight. fights that I was rooting for one guy, and with these guys cheering that same guy on, I was like, I don't want him to win anymore. I want this guy to shut up. No. <laughs> in regards to the matchup, the, the fight was awesome. Oh, the fight was outstanding. There was one spot we were just talking about in the, before we went on the air. Where that kick that Pettis sent
1: was, what, millimeters yeah. from sending Diaz to, to La La Land? Yeah. Good that, Lord! I mean, again, if that if that kick would have connected. And here's the thing. It, it would have changed, changed the fight. I don't know if it would have caused the end, but it would have changed that fight. Well, one of, one of the interesting things is Pettis broke his ankle in the first round. So he fought the, the remainder of the fight. Adrenaline is a wonderful thing. You oh, did. yeah, yeah. They, they actually they, they thought earlier in the week that he very likely is going to need surgery on it. And Duke Rufus came out and said, no, looks like he's not going to need surgery. He actually might be able to fight before the end of the year. But Pettis fought that fight on a, on a broken ankle. It was a good fight. It was a solid fight. You can't take anything away from Diaz. Diaz deserved to win. He did end up fighting the better fight. Although there were times in that fight where you're looking at Diaz and it's like, what are you, bring it back like? drunk monkey kung fu style or what you know
2: yeah, it's kind of hard to train um, for that style when you don't even know what the style is anymore but
1: but that's what diaz i mean diaz fights like that now the interesting thing that came out of this fight more than anything else i mean i i, I again I'm, i i i like pettis i i i, I, I pick pettis i, always I know like you pettis. did but this sets up a very interesting fight though with which both guys have agreed to at this point so now it's pretty much up to ufc Diaz challenged Jorge Masvidal, and Masvidal or...
2: accepted the challenge.
1: Okay, I, I, I'm always swearing once on, on this podcast. I, we try not to Too swear late. on this, but I have to. Yeah, but not like this. In, in Diaz's words, they're fighting for the best motherfucker on the planet title. That it, th- those were his words, so I'm not even. I'm not swearing. Just
0: you. You, you do know I heard a beep in here, so.
1: Oh, cool! Beep! Awesome! All right. Awesome! All right, so <laughs> here's the thing about that, though. That fight is that fight should definitely be a main event fight. I don't think anybody can really argue that. And I agree with you.
0: We we discussed this earlier before we came on the, the show. The
1: interesting so. thing about that though, afterwards, is when we when I when I stepped outside Wing House to get away from the annoying guy, it was amazing because you had half those fans out there that were watching it that were like, "Oh, Masvidal's is going to kill him." It's like you guys realize that Diaz is not going to shoot in like Askren did, right? That's after the Askarin fight. I don't think anybody's gonna shoot in on Masvidal like that. No, and and I, it's look, like, hey, wait a minute. You talked about first off. I want to see that fight happen. Oh yeah. I think UFC wants to see it happen. The biggest question is, can they get them on the same page? And here's the reason why. Mosfadal and Diaz realize their worth. They know what they're worth, and they also realize it deserves to be a main event on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not stupid, especially Diaz.
0: One little problem. Neither one of them have a championship
1: Yes, and that If you go back and you look at at uh, um, When WME IMG Endeavor Purchased UFC uh, The very first fight that they promoted And I, I believe the fight was already set in stone Was yeah. Diaz McGregor 2 And that was non-title And I forgot what the other non-title Pay-per-view main event was off the top of my head I believe that was due to an injury I think it was uh Ah, uh, it was Anderson Silva and somebody. I forgot. I forgot which fight it was. Um, but regardless, it doesn't it, it actually might have been. It actually might have been Cormier versus Silva. Um, but regardless, it, it, it ended up being non-title, but it was a main event, and that was the reason why they do not seem to like putting non-title matches as a main event. And I understand that because you don't want to make a title look uh, less prestigious or less important than.
2: No title is going to match up to the pure hatred that these two are going to spit at one another. And they are,
0: well, they are fighting for a title. They're fighting for, as you said, the baddest mother f- yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't I beep too? That's okay. But, but, but <laughs> and here's the thing. there, It's not about hatred, though. It, it really is not about hatred. This is literally a fight to see who is, in their eyes, the best. Okay, here's where the UFC can shine, or they can literally... Just take it. Take a dump. If you try to manufacture heat going into this, it's going to take a dump. You have. They to don't manage. have to manufacture from these there's, two. No, there's no heat between them. It's respect. No, it, it is respect. Both from of them the ma- sound of it, they still both hate one another. They, not that they don't respect one another, but they stay can't stand one another. It okay. Well, it depends on how you look at that, though, because it's been said that that the whole thing is because. Mosfidel's from Miami. You got you got Diaz from Stockton. So you got the East Coast, West Coast, and, and, and they're living up the whole gangsta thing, and that's how they're promoting it, or they're trying to promote themselves. I think you're going to end up seeing, I think you're going to see them hate each other because both, <laughs> both of them can grate under each other's nerves real easy. You know, there's only so much trash talk that you can take before you want to close
2: five and jack somebody. Again, in these a, two,
1: that's going to happen in the first thirty seconds. You want you want <laughs> evidence that he can be raised up with Diaz real quick. Look at how they build up McGregor Diaz. Uh huh. You know there was things thrown during the middle of a presser. Uh, you know, so I mean, again, it, it can ramp up. <laughs> and and James has an ear to ear grin on his face. And, and, and in again, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to just going to mention the whole Edwards incident backstage. I mean, it doesn't take much to set either of these two guys on. Right. They're, they're, it's they're a, both powder cakes. It's a it's a fight that I think a lot of people want to see. It definitely changed things, because last week we were talking, well, it looks like it's probably going to be Masvidal Edwards. Now, no. No. Uh, this set Leon Edwards back. So uh, we'll I, I,
0: I, I want to make a point here that more than likely this fight would end up on paper. Well, no, there, there's no more than likely. It's going to end up on pay-per-view. Yeah. But the issue is going to be it's going to end up being a co-main. Um, and unfortunately, a co-main is going to only go about three rounds unless they decide to make a ruling that it would go five. And you have said that no matter what, it's going to go the distance. But you picked different winners. If this match was to happen, you picked different winners based yeah. on if it was a three round or a
2: five round. Yeah, and oh, I think three round. I think I'd probably go with Mosfidal.
1: Yeah, you would. Mosfidal is much quicker out of the gate. Much quicker out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Diaz usually takes a round or two to kind of feel it out. You know, get 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 his bearings. But then again, you can't. this is amazing the guy comes out with open workouts smoking a CBD blunt yet he's got better cardio than almost anybody (laughs) else on the card Um, you you can't doubt that but and that's why if it's three rounds I can totally see it going to Masvidal Mm -hmm. totally see it going to Masvidal if it goes to five though I see Diaz coming away with the win I see I, Diaz I, I have to agree with you. And man.
0: you both agree it should be a 5 round. I think it should be a 5 rounder. I, well, I yeah. five
2: rounders, but those two? Yeah.
1: And and, it, and it's not again, it's 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 not so much because I I want to see Diaz win or I don't want to see Diaz. Win. It's more because I think you really you really need 5 rounds with yeah. those two the, guys. Yeah. 3
2: rounds is, is just isn't long enough for those two to get everything they have to out. Um Let's move this, on. this fight didn't have this next fight didn't have the same Hmm. but uh, okay it, there was something lacking on this fight, and even the outcome, I wasn't real happy with. I said earlier, Yo, Yoel Romero and uh, Paulo Costa. Now, Costa won it in a decision. I had picked Costa; market picked Romero. But even watching that fight, I, when it went to the the scorecards and they're getting announced, it, I had said Romero got this one, good win. Uh, and then they said that, you know,
1: Paulo won it. I'm going, what? Uh, I'll take the win, but how? See, I, I disagree with this fight missing anything. I actually think, and and this fight, it, it came out guns ablazing, and it was like that for the whole fight. Okay, so um,
2: the, where the missing comes in, the the, the who got the victory? Because I'm going,
1: how I'm missing something? Uh, no. How the
2: heck did Costa win that?
1: And 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 I I don't think it was a robbery. Okay, I don't think it was a robbery. I, I, um, I
2: disagree with the judges on that. I mean, as much as I, I wanted Costa to, to win, I had it scored for Romero. You had it scored for Romero. I did,
1: but I also said, I again, though, and I want to point out. I even said, I think it's going to be a split decision. And and and, and 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 I
2: couldn't even see that. But I was and, like, go ahead and, try and explain this now. Maybe a you know cooler
1: head, and maybe I'll understand it better. I, I, again, if you look at aggression, there was again they both. Equally, were 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 as aggressive, you, you know. Throughout the fight, they each had their moments.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. As far as punches thrown, I don't have the metrics up in front of me. I I, I believe, though, when I looked at it, Romero actually threw more volume. Um, I don't, you know, for me personally, I had Romero winning two rounds and and Costa winning one. I believe I had Costa winning the second round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but again. I, I it was close and I even said I, I, I it was so close that I could see it being a split decision and I think Scotty even mentioned uh, you know one of our friends that was there watching it that he could see a draw and I said you know what I actually could see that happening I think it would be robbery if it was a draw and I think the fans would feel robbed if it was a draw right but then after they announced Costa and seeing how not just the fans that were that were there at Wing House, but the fans in attendance,
2: we're booing. Yeah, nobody seemed to be happy with that result.
1: And 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 Dana White on the post show made the comment that that you know he had it scored for Costa, you know, which which again I and, and this is no which offense means to little to nothing. Well, this is no offense to Dana White, but I mean a lot of times when when it scores like that, he he does sometimes say, well, I didn't see it the same way the judges do, but it, it it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. He tends to, he tends to lean to whatever the judges say. But the one thing he did say is, you can't say it's a robbery. And I agree with him with that. There's no way you could say it was a robbery. It definitely I know you're wanting to say something.
0: I asked you a very important question. Once you posted all the scorecards on the Facebook page, which, by the way, you can go check out the Outbreak MMA Facebook page, please like it, <coughs> and um, we want to hear your... Too, th- didn't
1: you? yeah. yeah, we have a Twitter page, too.
0: Um, I looked at all of the scorecards, and I noticed something on there that caught my eye. The referee referee for each fight signed each card except for that fight. Did that have any bearing on the referee feeling that that was the right
1: decision? You don't know what's going through their minds. It's it's a good question. But again, you don't know what's going through their mind. That being said, you you have to think no. You know, again, they're not... Yes, they're seated at a table, but they're not supposed to sit there and... and so, what do you think about this fight? What do you think about this round? They're not supposed to compare. They're supposed to judge individually, and they don't know what they're scoring until the end. That's when the scores it should are be. Read aloud. And exactly. That's, that's what they're supposed to be doing. So, in that case, if he didn't sign it, that would lead you to believe that he knew what the other judges did, and he disagreed with it, which would be wrong right right off the bat you know um i think it was more of just a timing thing you have to remember they're under time constraints because of tv Mm -hmm. you know um and 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 it, it is it's it's a live event so these judges are under pressure to tally up their scores get them into buffer let buffer announce the winner so on and so forth so they can move forward and move on and I think that that ended up playing more of a role. Who knows? Maybe the guy had to go to the bathroom really quick, and it was just like, here, here's yeah, the score. Let, call me, go, here. let, let here. me go take a leak, you know? Um, Are you and, trying to get to something here? No, no, no. We still got okay. a little bit to go through okay. before, <laughs> before that happens. Well, let, let's move
2: on. It, is there anything else that can come out of Do you see a rematch of that fight coming up? Can you see I that would, in
1: the cards? No, because I don't think is going to take it. I agree. Um, Casa right now wants to go after the winner of Adesanya and Whitaker. He's hoping it's Adesanya, um, to the point where he. <laughs> this is great. This guy, this guy is insulted because Adesanya said he had little T-Rex arms. I so lo- he's insulted. You know what?
2: Beat the guy senseless for those T-Rex arms and make him wish he never said it. I, it. Yeah, I, I. It, yeah. Uh, I, I have no. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put it... Yeah, I, I thought Costa was going to win. I got that win. I luck out. That's fine. But I'm not happy with Costa. I'm not happy with his post-fight antics. So you know what? I'm going to leave that go with that. Costa can be Costa. Yeah. Uh, um. A, a different fight. I didn't get the win on this one, but uh, you know it was better. Gabriel Benitez and Sodiq
1: Youssef. Youssef came out. Wow. And yeah, that was it. Was quick. It ended in what? Yeah, it ended in the first round, which was not actually expected. Uh, but it was it was it was a pretty sick knockout, actually. It uh, looked like a mercy killing at that point. Yeah, and 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 again, it was it was one of those things where
2: where I thought Benitez was going to put a much better performance than that, and he came out like he didn't have a heartbeat. You said finally putting him down was mercy.
1: Yeah. And you're going to see again you're going to, I think you're going to see Yusef actually start to flourish and start to grow and be a be an be an asset. Um, now then you have the 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 first fight on the actual main card. Oh no, this was the
2: one that we both were wrong. On. We both picked Brunson to yeah. beat Heinish. Nobody saw that go in the distance though.
1: No, I didn't think Heinish was actually going to last a distance, but Heinish fought a very very smart fight. Oh yeah. Um a very smart fight. I mean, Bronson still looked really good. Yep. But, you know, again, uh, Heinrich deserves all the credit in the world for fighting an incredibly smart fight. I guess a very talented fighter in I It's not that Heinrich is not. He, he, he's hes a very talented fighter in as and well. He's 2 It's not like he's a bum. No, it's he's not. not he's an egger No, no. But, again, I don't think anybody's seen it going. You know. No, I did Don't you distance.
2: Like I think I called it in... in uh round two or three for a knockout I think you took it in like round one or two
1: yeah yeah but I, yeah no
2: way did we see Heinish going the distance and taking this as far as they did but uh, no hey, he he put up a good performance again very it was well fought and it didn't lose your interest I didn't get bored with that fight no
1: so no, I was yeah. very happy there yeah I think I think all the fights overall you know I think if you miss UFC 241 you um, I strongly recommend that, that you know in two weeks, if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it. Uh, definitely watch it. The whole card was great, top from bottom. Um, I actually think it was probably one of, if not the best, uh, UFC pay-per-view all year, uh, in my opinion. I could
2: run with that. All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, um, I wanted to let you all know that my journey of weight loss is still coming forward. I know you have heard it on my sister podcast um, with Ferrari. I'll um, we'll let you know here because right now I've been dealing with some hip pain, and I've actually placed my first order for CBDMD. So I'm very yeah, happy to be here. So um, I wanted to let you all know about it as we listen to this commercial coming up for CBDMD. And then on the other side, we got some more news regarding MMA, including everybody's favorite from the past Ronda Rousey, didn't get her jollies from the MMA ring or even the wrestling ring, but on the acting side with a nasty injury. We'll be on that on the other side. One moment.
3: If you're like me and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out At CBDMD.com.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, CBDMD.com. Go ahead on there, and you can order your full spectrum CBD
1: products. Yes, let me just say one more thing to real quick too. They, uh, they do make products for pets, definitely check them out because uh, that's becoming a more and more popular thing. Pets do get arthritis too, and it definitely does help them with that and some other ailments. Um, I know that certain veterinarians are recommending CBD, uh, CBD products for dogs and, and, and other, you know, cats that uh, get anxiety. I don't think they're recommending it for fish. But they are recommended for dogs and cats that get bothered by, by by thunder and lightning and stuff like that too, with anxiety. Right. So definitely check it out because they're one of the companies that do offer them for pets, and they are tested at a off off site to maintain integrity and and the top of the line quality. That's product. funny.
0: That's funny you said that. I should go ahead and get some and give it to Ati for when thunderstorms come around for him. So. <laughs> yeah. If, if you if, yeah. if you don't know, one of our close friends. Um, uh, got struck by light almost got struck by lightning very close and ever since then every time a storm comes around he's really jumpy so it's actually pretty funny but um, nevertheless uh, ladies and gentlemen we're going to get back on track here uh, what's coming up Mark
1: well this weekend uh, there's no UFC this weekend I know uh, yeah, oh I my was, lord
2: it's, it's, I, I was jonesing until I saw the fact that Bellator is going to fill the gap for us this weekend
1: yes uh, Bellator has got an event uh, for tomorrow night uh, there's there's a number of decent cards on there. Really, that the, the main names that people are going to recognize is uh, the main event has got Matt Mitrione. Um, he's a former UFC fighter. Um, against, uh, go ahead, Sergey. Kharitonov. Thank you. Uh, don't even ask. Bless I'm, you. I'm too medicated right now. <laughs> really cold.
2: It wouldn't matter
1: about um, the meds the doctor put you on. You couldn't pronounce that that name to save your life. No, no, you're right. And it. it I mean, again, it, it looks like a really solid card, but somebody else, actually, and they have a, they have a one-shot deal on this, um, is Nick Newell. Now, yeah, okay, he's facing
2: Corey Browning, but yeah. what is the deal on this Nick Newell kid? You have been touting him for a week now.
1: Okay, I, 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 I'm i impressed with Nick Newell because he's a congenital amputee, um, which means he, he was born with half of, I believe it's his left arm, if I'm not mistaken, but the impressive thing about this kid is this kid's record. When fifteen you, and two, I think I saw. Yes, and out of that, ten of them are submissions, all of which involve his arms. Um, I, I, again, that's he—he's got—he's got, he's got uh, you know, he's got—he's only knockouts. got one
2: full arm. The other arm is is, is ends what just after the elbow.
1: Yeah, just and the elbow. he's got fifteen wins. I don't care how he got the wins. He's got 15 wins versus two losses. No, he's got two knockouts, ten submissions, three decisions, and he's lost by one knockout, one decision. Kid's impressive. He was obviously. Uh, I believe it was on the Contender Series that he fought when he when he fought for UFC. He didn't get picked, um, but he still looked impressive, and I think he's going to look impressive here. What I'm I, in in this, I'm I'm wondering, and I have been able to find this out for sure, but it looks like. He's on the prelims, which in that case may not actually be seen on TV. If that is the case, and I hope it's not, because I really, you know, I, I wish the best for this kid. He's overcome massive adversity in a in a sport that you really do need all of your all of your limbs and all of your senses to succeed, and he has succeeded. I mean, he's made it. He's made it where a lot of fighters want to go. Um, so I, I I I you know wish nothing but the best for this kid. Um, so wow. definitely check that out. Hopefully, hopefully he actually makes it on on the main card. Right now it's listed as a prelim fight, but if Bellator, you know, is thinking business-wise, um, I would actually I, I would I would be surprised if they did not put him on the main card. Mm-hmm. Um now, we uh we'll come back to that. Let, let let's actually talk to that. All one right, okay, we'll jump uh, we we
2: found this out actually in the morning of, the, of our last podcast, but I, I didn't get to research it. And you pointed it out after the podcast, California, the California State Athletic Commission has suspended LAD and her bantamweight license. She, um, you know, she's the one that uh, came in very, you know, she came under the weight, and then because she was dehydrated, she was actually shaking on the. The scales, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, she looked horrible. I mean I, I and I'm not saying that in a in a in a in a mean or disgraceful way whatsoever. But come the fights, you look fine. Yes, and this is not the first time. This is the, it actually was the second time it happened. I, I I know when we talked about this before, I mentioned that the, the fight it happened before. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um but I'm actually surprised that California let her fight uh, against Durand-Ami for uh, Durandame in that fight. She looked that bad. At the official women's.
0: You have been very outspoken about anybody dropping weight, but especially the women who do fluctuate, but yeah. nevertheless, they're, they're smaller and dropping weight that quick can actually be very damaging.
1: Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, fighters have done. Here, okay. We, well, let's we, really we have some time to talk about this because we're not experienced. Okay. Officially. We
2: both did wrestling, amateur wrestling, when we were youth. We know that one of the things that we did years ago. And I've actually seen some people still doing it today, no matter how insane it still seems. Was, you know, trying to sweat out that water. Oh, yeah. You know, you're wrapping yourself up in garbage bags and doing laps around whatever. You're chewing gum and spitting out the the liquid so you don't swallow it and go back in your system. Every way you can possibly get that weight off, because every gallon of water you got rid of was about seven pounds, a little over seven pounds. Yes. Um, But... You are dehydrating the daylights out of yourself and you'll be lucky if your muscles don't cramp up and end your ideas right then and there.
1: Okay, now here's that's a risk. Here, here's another risk though, and this is something that we didn't know then and we know now. Yeah. Is that you're not just dehydrating your body, you're dehydrating the fluids in your brain. When you dehydrate the fluids in your brain, if you don't if you don't rehydrate properly and you don't rehydrate enough, and you gotta remember it's against USADA policies now. The drug testing policies to rehydrate with an IV. You used to be able to do that. You can't. You can't get intravenous fluids to rehydrate. You have to do it naturally. That keeps the playing that keeps the playing field level. But it also, when it comes down to it, fighters are going to take whatever advantage they legally can do, and some illegally. But for the most part, what they can legally <laughs> do. Um, yeah, I know. I. Know. But. The, the, the fact is, is is going on massive weight cuts is incredibly dangerous. Fighters have died from it. Mm-hmm. Um, one FC did change their their rules and, and I'd have to double check exactly how it was. I think they either made everybody move up a weight class or what they did is you have to weigh in two weeks ahead of time within a certain percentage of, of your of your target fight weight.
2: Well, this is, uh, I started looking this up because of this suspension. I started looking up the rules and how it went. And UFC does not have an established rule on how much weight you can put back on after the weigh-in.
1: No, now, no.
2: Now, th- this is important <laughs> because, um, um, oh, now the name is going gonna One of the fighters, he came in, he weighed in, he was, you know, within the weight restriction, you know, within the limit. And between the weigh-in and the fight, he put on 30... Pounds. I think that was Cormier. No. Because uh, Cormier did, when when he, when he fought... At least that, that's the one I looked up. When he fought, he, he was, was,
1: when he fought Bronson in Buffalo a couple years ago, that was the one where where <laughs> it was called Towelgate. When he weighed in, they had to put a towel around him.
2: Oh, yeah. And it, he put it, his he hands, hands on, the the towel, on the towel to try and take a little bit of weight off.
1: Which anybody that's wrestled in amateur wrestling knows, you're trying to just do whatever you can to take a little bit Even of weight off. Even if it off. takes off eight ounces, it's going to get that needle under the... But when he weighed in, because what happens? And a lot of people don't realize this. When when you show up for for the for fight night, you're you're weighed in. You know when you show up to the arena for the fight, and they do that because they, they are trying to track how much weight you're you're losing, how much weight you're putting on, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Well, and, California yeah. put a
2: little bit of a stopgap on that one. Yeah. Now they did. California uh, in 2017 adopted. Um, a 10 point program on the, on this and you cannot put more than 10% of your body weight on after the weigh in so we'll talk about you, you know, we were saying you were saying Cormier did it but okay 30 pounds now i guarantee you there is no mma fighter weighing in at 300 pounds nope. that he can put on that 10% that 30 <laughs> But California has made that rule. And a lot of uh, other states are are looking into doing the same thing. And the UFC and the other organizations supported it. But UFC doesn't have that rule in there. Which I have to wonder why it hasn't yet. Because this is the health of the fighters.
0: What is the penalty if they go over that 10%? Well,
2: if they go over the 10%, they recommend... That you move up a weight class for your next fight. Yes. Well, that's weird wording on that one. Because if you're saying, well, you recommend they go up to the next weight class, that's not really a punishment. Or you're slapped down for it. It's just, hey, for your own health and well-being, go up. But then Lad does this and they suspend her license for (coughs) bantamweight. weight. There was no
1: weight class for it to move up, though. If I remember correctly, I believe it was in featherweight. I well, didn't... I,
2: I, I, I don't argue that point, but here it is. If, you're, if the result of doing that and putting on more than 10% is they recommend you go to the next weight class, why are you suspending? Now, I don't disagree with it. I think they're looking out for the health, but on a legality side of it...
0: They're recommending...
2: All right. that's not recommending. That's forcing. Yep. Okay, let me, let me,
1: let me. I agree with it, but on the legal side of it, let me paint a different picture of this, though, because I actually was when Lad missed weight. Well, she just made weight. And you were you concerned. Look at her. You, there, there was. Oh you
2: yeah. Talked about it oh no,
1: I was definitely concerned because she looked horrible at the official weigh-ins. She looked. She looked fine. It's it, the ceremonial way. Ends. But, but, but the official way, and she looked horrible. Like I was legit worried that she would collapse. And again, when it comes to the brain and things like that, for those that don't know, I mean, that that's my field of study is, is brain, brain injuries, things like that. And knowing that you're dehydrating the brain, that's something that, that is, is a serious, serious issue. Um, that being said there are fighters and she was one of them that could have lost weight earlier and not so quickly and very possibly avoided that now the ufc you mentioned the ufc hasn't really implemented any real policy yet you have to almost wonder the ufc performance institute has and and they're going to do this with the one in, in in china i believe is the new one uh, the one in China actually looks amazing, but the one in Vegas does it too. If you're a fighter and you fight in the UFC, you have a UFC contract, you can go in there. They will prepare all of your meals for you for your whole camp. I mean, I'm sure it costs money, but it's it's much, much less expensive than hiring a nutritionist. Well,
2: Lad's trainer said that's what they're going to do with her to try and make this situation, you know,
1: and, and real put quick. it to
0: bed real quick, let's make it very official here. Ladd is only suspended in, in California. California.
2: Yeah, yes. Right, and that's important because Ladd has been booked by the UFC to fight Yana Kunitskaya on December 7th in Washington, D.C. in a bantamweight
1: bout. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how the weigh-ins go for that. Um, I am actually looking forward to that fight. I, th- I think, I-
2: they, like they said, they're already saying they're going to have the nutrition the deal from the, the foreign center go over and make a plan for her. So I'm pretty sure they're not going to have any mistakes come on this one. She'll have no problem. If she does, I'll be very surprised.
1: Now, I want to again though, I want to remind everybody though that the 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 fight in question that that caused Lad's suspension was the Duraname fight. Yeah. And that was the one where she took one punch landed on her butt and Herb Dean stopped it immediately. And it lad did not look like she was out of it. Nope. It looked like she still could go without any problem. And the whole reason was, well, she got knocked down on her butt. If if, if he would have let it continue, and May just would have pum- pummeled her. Well, really, how do you know that? Yeah,
2: it, it, because
1: and May didn't make any more. Like even and May looked surprised that it got stopped.
2: Yeah, th- that was. Th- we we all said that after that uh, that fight, and we said it on the podcast that. We, we disagree with her and Dean. We said he messed up on that when he messed up big time. And now we're looking at it going, well, I still say he messed up, but I can understand why. If he was concerned, like you were saying about the dehydration factor affecting the brain, he's going, okay, I know she, there's no way she can be 100%. I'm stopping this now. At the same time, if I was glad that, you know, found out that's what it was, I'd be looking to punch her Dean out <laughs>
1: I would, you know, and, and, and I, I agree with you. It, it's, you know, again, and, and Lad. When you look at Lad, when you look at it just body shape wise and everything else like that, there, 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 there is. Okay, this is going to sound horrible, no matter how I word it, so I'm just going to spit it out. Lad does have room to lose a little bit of weight, where she could actually come in. Well, she's young, so she, she looks like she has a
2: little of that, that baby fat, puffy fat that she, she to burn and, off.
1: And I'm not, this is not fat shaming at all. I know there's been some this podcasts. fat shaming. No, you know why I'm saying that? Because there's been a couple podcasts I listened to that got bashed for that right after this fight. And that's not what this is at all. It's looking at where you can cut back on weight so you can actually make weight safely. You know,
2: that's, yeah, here it is. It's a matter of fact and fiction. And the fact is, if you had that <sighs> baby fat, then you have room to lose the weight safely. Exactly, and, and that, that's what we're talking about here. If somebody's trying to say that you know, we're fat shaming, first I have to question your intelligence because we're not fat shaming. It no, has nothing to do with it. No, this is about being healthy and getting into the weight you have to have to be in the fight. Exactly, exactly, and that. It, and I'd much rather somebody do it safely. Than like what she did, to, you know, dehydrate herself because it's yeah. dangerous.
0: If you do it yeah. under the, under the guidance of a nutritionist or a doctor or even a combination of both, that is the safest way to do it. Doing it at the last minute, at any means necessary, can be damaging to not only your career but your life. You don't, and I don't need both that. Wrestled
2: in high school, I, James. Did you wrestle when you were younger? No, oh, okay.
0: I, I don't know. But, I never, but nevertheless, nevertheless, a man my size, I. I swell out more. So I will dehydrate very quickly, and it's very and important. 95 degree weather in ninety-eight very important. that you will yeah. intake your water. <laughs> you know, and you know, I'd be surprised how many people don't even drink the amount of water that they're supposed to a day, especially down here when they when when it's necessary. Well, and you know,
2: it's it's funny you say that. I, I we were talking about this earlier because you are trying to you know get the weight down. But when I was coaching football, kids would often cramp up. Now we could preach. Every day, 24-7, 365, hydrate before the game. And these kids just either stupid, ignorant, arrogant, I don't know what it is, combination of three. Well, I had one, his legs are cramping up in the second quarter. And we're the trainer's going nuts trying to massage out that cramp. I'm trying to get something into his system. I'm, I'm cutting the Gatorade in half with water to try and make it where he can get it, the electrolytes in but still get the water in him. And he won't drink it. I was like, do I have to pour this down your throat? But we asked him, did you hydrate today? And he goes, I drank soda. No, that's not hydrating. hydrating. Good Lord. No. But the thing is, when that water is out of your system, the damage comes. And it comes quickly, especially if you're doing something Mm -hmm. athletic. Mm -hmm. When those cramps came in, I mean, we spent 30 minutes trying to unknot those muscles in his calves. And thank God it was just his calves. Can you imagine if it got into his thighs, his quads, his, his hamstrings, or, God forbid, into the core? Oh, no. I, I, Mark,
0: I, Mark you're, you're starting to dwindle down in your wrestling career, okay? Um, professional wrestling career. And I know you're a big fan of drinking the doctor and a root beer, okay? But you know what? When it comes time to match time, at least two days before that, you are... Three on days, bathrobe, three, and, yeah. You're, bathrobe. Bathrobe. you're on, you're drink. on water and elect and and, and special drinks for electrolytes. Make sure you're hydrated before Th- you go in the
1: ring. Three days. What I found works best, actually, for me, three days before. Um, I am drinking. I mean, I will drink because I don't drink coffee, so I'll drink like a Dr Pepper in the morning, and maybe a Dr Pepper at night. But other than that, it's pretty much body armor, um, like constantly, constantly. Yeah. Where I'm, I'm having to use the restroom every 20 minutes. And it's body armor for like a good three days and then and then the day of, of a match, you know, again, I'm I usually have and you guys seen it the last time, yeah. I had six bottles and by the time we were gone, I think I had one left. You know, and it's just because again, as I'm getting older, uh, you know, and knowing We don't recover this, as fast, man. No, and 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 again, the reason why I like body armor so much is because it has coconut water in
0: it. But the most important thing I'm trying to get to is that we're being safe about it before oh, yeah. we go out there and do something to our bodies that we know is going to use up energy well, and drain the water right out of you. Yeah,
2: Mark and I learned from our experiences yeah. when we were younger it's like, wow, yeah. we didn't know better then. We know better now. But oh, these God. young fighters have all the, the opportunities to, to have that um, safe way. They went to the performance center, the nutritionists, they had the opportunities, they just got to make use of them.
1: Yeah, and that's again. I think. I think, and we'll we'll pass it in a second. I, as much as, uh, performance enhancing drug use is 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 an issue in MMA in general. Uh, I, I think weight loss is just as much, if not even more, of an issue. Uh, that's going to have to be addressed, and and it should be addressed now. It it shouldn't. We shouldn't be waiting for another fighter to die and thankfully it's been few and far between i think there's only been a couple but that's still a couple too many yeah you know and and hopefully we can address the issue before that happens again well mark
2: we're bringing up to the one point that i know you and i are both looking forward to because i was already on the the early thing this morning looking for tickets went on sale the preliminary tickets today they'll start tomorrow friday the 23rd at 10 a.m the UFC is coming to Tampa, Florida yes. on October 12th. Oh, I'm psyched. Oh, yeah, and it's headlined by one of the one of the better fights, is the Karate Hottie, uh, Michelle Watterson yep. versus... Um, Joanna Rorzik.
1: which I... Probably, How do you pronounce that uh, one? Don't, don't, don't. Joanna. Don't. I'm on hey, so much... trust I'm, me,
2: even the Karate Hottie did not call her by her last name. She called her Joanna throughout no, the whole thing because she was on a local radio station, 102.5. Yeah. She was on their... their uh, morning broadcast the other day, uh, her and her husband, uh, you know, I wasn't, um, I, I didn't think the interviewer did the most aggressive questioning, uh, but, you know, it was funny, uh, definitely was a light interview, she and her husband both making jokes, they talked about how the, the two of them had met, but when talking about Joanna, she mentioned uh, some of the victories Joanna's had in the past, Important victories, uh, holding a victory over the current champ. Uh, and because of that, she's looking at this as uh, somewhat of a championship fight. And they asked a couple questions. One of the harder questions I was surprised he asked, well, what happens if you win? Do you go looking for the belt? And, of course, she's like, yes. Well, what happens if you lose? What happens then is she goes, I don't lose.
1: No, you have to have that mindset. Um, right? You have to have that mentality.
2: Yes, the thing is, there's... They're, the confidence level. I mean, it didn't quite sound like arrogance, no. but the confidence level there from Michelle Waterson was frightening. No, her her and, and no I, doubt in her. All the respect that she gave Joanna and prior to that, when it came down to it, I don't lose.
1: No, and wow, her her support <laughs> team really is. I mean, she's got coaches and everything else, but her husband and her daughter um, are are. A huge, huge, huge support for Michelle Waterson, and she she's very openly said she wants to be the first female champion that's a mother, mm-hmm. and that that is a goal for her oh, to, yeah. to to not only show her daughter but show other women. Hey, look, you can go out there and you can do this, and 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 be tops in your fields. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you're a man or a woman. No, it, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's funny.
2: I, I look back <coughs> to my grandmother who was born just after the turn of the previous century. Uh, Women in that day worked far harder than the modern women do, and men of that day worked far harder than what we do now. Oh, yeah. You and I have discussed this, Ed, previously. Uh, But women were definitely looked as second-class citizens back in in those days, but they still worked incredibly hard. Uh, Let's face it, I don't care how you look at it, you get on your hands and knees scrubbing a hardwood floor, that's work. Oh, yeah. There were no washing machines at the time. That was work. And those women had you know multiple children, but the work still had to be done. And they stepped up and did that work. Well, these fighters here are trying to prove what we've kind of lost in the last couple generations. Is that just because you're a female, just because you become a mother, does not mean that you can't put in the work and be the true badass.
1: No, and, it, it, and definitely
2: Waterson is proving that time and again
1: yeah and she's she's had a great fight run uh, the pat I believe she's won her last three fights yep um, you know Joanna has not found that same success over the past few fights but she you know again you got to look at you got to look at who, who, who each has fought you know as far as you know the 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 fighters that they've been mashed up against uh, it's gonna be a really good fight I'm really looking forward to that one but the one fight I'm really, really looking forward to just because I'm a huge, huge fan of it. Yeah, you were saying it. Go for it. Uh, Where'd it go? They didn't pull it, did they? I'm going through the map I mean, well there's too many oh no, here it is. Okay. Oh damn, I thought Oh, I'd be furious if that happened. Okay, well, we'll we'll go through this. You got Max Griffin versus Alex Moreno. right. Okay. Um again, both solid fighters. That's gonna be a solid fight, actually. Um it's gonna be a fight that's probably gonna be overlooked by a lot of people. But Mark, press passes, no press passes. We're going to this fight. Don't worry about it. Um but you got Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie. Kryon Gracie fought, and, I, and, I, and I, I I and forgive me for not doing the homework before this. I've just been feeling it. With the, the week you've had, I think we'll forgive you. But Kryon Gracie was very impressive in his UFC debut. And Cub Swanson is is one of my favorite fighters. Guy's a great guy. He's a great fighter. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to that fight. Um, again, Cub Swanson's one of those guys that no matter who he's fighting, I nine times out of ten we'll pick him just because... It seems like whenever I pick against him, I lose. Um, <laughs> but you also have the return of Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Rivas. And and uh, Mackenzie Dern, again, coming off of having a baby. And, and I think we talked about this last week, why I'm so excited about this fight. I've been eyeing Mackenzie Dern for, for the past two years. Um, you got Ryan Spahn versus Devin Clark. Uh, J.G. Aldrich versus Lauren Mueller. Um, again, both those fighters are, are you know, they're both solid, so they both should have a really good fight as well. Well,
2: I, I just see Emily Arena is going to be packed for that. Uh, it's I can't see it not being packed, and um, I, I, I'm front row seats. When I was looking at it today, front row seats, five hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah. Well. Wow.
1: Yeah, I. Uh.
2: Mark. I yeah. love you like
1: your brother, but I'm not spending $500 no. the ticket for you. No, no, no. <laughs> and, 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 and I've no, and, and I've even said, I, I, as much as floor seats are nice, sometimes like we, the the last time we were in uh, UFC was in Tampa, uh, we sat right in right in the 100s, which is you
2: know right the one the, rise, the first row risers,
1: and we were like 12 rows up, and they were they were great seats. I mean, you could still hear hear every strike and and everything else like that. Um, couple other fights they did announce announce. Uh, Devison Figueroa versus Tim Elliott. Um, your boy, Eric Anders versus Gerard Mearshart. That alone might might make Danielle go, though. She she really is a fan of Mearshart's. Okay. Just because his last name sounds like Meerkat. Yeah, so far, that's what they've announced. I know you're laughing about it. No, seriously, that's why she's a fan of his. But he did, he put on a hell of a fight, uh, I think it was just a uh, uh, couple months ago. Anyway! <laughs> so, but, regardless, UFC seen Tampa is going to be a hell of a night. Um, it's looking like a great lineup. Uh, I'm just taking
2: the day off. I'll do, we're, we're going to be out there all bloody day anyway, so I know it. No, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. It. I'm going to try and sleep the night before, pray
1: that I get some sleep. Well, especially because, as opposed to it's again, it's, it's the main card starts, I believe, at 8, which means prelims are probably going to start at, like, 4. Um, which means we're going to be there about 2.
2: Probably
0: yeah yeah no yeah because yeah, you go you, you definitely are the guys who will get there at the earliest possible and watch every fight yeah so well, they, right. oh yeah
2: which is well, hey when, hey this past Saturday I brought the laptop with me because ESPN Plus is not something that the house has so I opened up the laptop plugged it in and had it on I had some of the waitresses watching the fights with me because yeah. they were on my computer I mean I at least had a 17 inch screen so run with it right so. Um, yeah. I mean
1: that—that's the interesting thing—is so, is
2: if you... well now fans, you know what Mark and I are both looking forward to over the next couple of weeks. We're just trying to survive to October
1: twelfth. Well, and here's the thing, and I—I—I I, I just throwing this out there because the last time UFC's in Tampa, and you—you you can see this if you watch UFC in the states as opposed to say Brazil or Russia or or some other countries, China, you know. In the states, you see those seats like. And this, is, and this is what infuriates me about five hundred dollars for ringside seats, because the people that are usually sitting there don't show up until the main card. Yet you'd have people like us that would go there and show up there, you know, easily an hour ahead of time and watch every single fight and actually watch the fight, not sit there and talk about how bad our day was. Or no, I'm watching the fights because I want to find out who I want to watch in the future. And who I might want to put money on at some point, you know, and then you've got people that decide, oh, "I'm not going to get there till eight o'clock, 8.30. and it's like, really, you know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's like posers. Oh, <laughs> it, it pisses me <laughs> off. I, again, I had that. Well, posers. <laughs> I, I, I a buddy of mine when when it, when they were in Tampa last time, you know, oh, you know, what time are you going up there? You know, I think the the card started at five. Were was the was the fight pass? previous. Right. And and we were like, oh, I'm going to be there by like four four thirty at the latest. I go, I go. I'm hoping to be there well, earlier than that.
0: Look at the bright side, gentlemen. You're going to have nice, easy traffic flow going into Tampa when you go see the fights because everybody else will be following you in about three hours later.
1: Oh yeah, no, we we had, we had we had great parking. Yeah, we had great parking, but I mean it, that's a problem in the United States, though. Yeah. They don't appreciate the sport. For the most part, they don't appreciate the sport for what it is, yeah. and, and and that's noticeable. If you look, if you look at a Brazil card, typically speaking, They're even from it. even from the early prelims on, it's packed. Yeah. Well, Brazil has
2: a different mentality, even in their fighters, and I'm glad you yeah. brought up Brazil because that brings me to the next point that I want to talk about. Uh, in Brazil, they had a fight for a featherweight championship in one of their leagues. The guy that won the fight is now the champion. Donated his entire purse to his opponent. Because the opponent had spent every dime he had, including, you know, bus fare, just to get there to the fight. And I looked at that, and I'm going, wait, 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 wait. You, you know, you need your money, too, out of this, but you just gave the purse to your opponent just to make sure he could get home. Okay. That's
1: impressive. I'm glad you mentioned that. That that that's,
2: that that's a different kind of man right there.
1: And all the respect in the world to it. We... Because there's no UFC this weekend, we can expand on a couple things a little bit more. Um, and that's... I'm glad you mentioned that, because there's a number of people, and, and this is... hate to go back to some fans that go to Wing House, but we have to. Um, oh, this is where a number of, of quote-unquote, fans of... Okay, are MMA, we talking about
2: fans or fanatics?
1: We're talking about marks. Ah! <laughs> 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 Sorry, I don't know how else to put that. I I look just because you're on you you're, you're on a UFC card or a Bellator card or an Invicta card or a one F C card does not mean that you're making mountains and oh, mountains certainly of not. money. And 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 a lot of these fighters because of We it costs discussed that money, last week, I thought. We did. And I'm not gonna I don't want to get into it on here. I'm not even going to post on the page because I guess there's still legal proceedings and stuff. But Some of the contracts for some of these fighters in different organizations came out, and it's amazing how little that they actually are making. Uh-huh. And and there's been fighters, especially in Brazil, and uh, I, I might be wrong on who it was, but I thought it was Jessica Andrade, at one point was selling her gear just so she could pay for her next fight. She was, she was selling her gear on eBay just to raise money. And she had, a number of these fighters have set up GoFundMe's just to pay for their camps. Again, it's not a cheap sport to be in. No,
2: I, I remember my mother getting furious when she was watching about Rousey when Rousey's going through the Olympics. Which doesn't look like it changed much when she went to the UFC, but she was living out of her car. To make sure that she could save enough money to be able to do these fights. And Cerrone, I think, was doing the same thing. He was living out of his truck.
1: Just to a few years ago, yeah. He was living out of his truck. You
2: know, these guys are putting their life on the line. It's like, okay, let's put this in comparison. A baseball player. Oh, goody. You can throw a controlled, You know, you, you can control and throw a ball in a three-by-three three area. So we're going to give you $12 million a year. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, this I- guy's getting his head kicked in. And we can't get him a mere twelve thousand for I, three months. I, I, I
0: don't even like that. An NFL quarterback.
2: We're, don't don't get me started on that. I I, I can't watch professional football anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm actually looking forward
2: to the XFL just to see something tw- different.
0: Twenty four million just to sit there and avoid getting tackled because you're throwing the ball. I'm sorry.
1: I don't like football, but it's for a different reason. But but
0: anyway, nevertheless.
1: Um. But but again, though, and the, yeah, no, you're yeah, right. They, these Brazil guys aren't
2: making great money, and this guy in Brazil, I was, I, I was truly impressed.
1: Well, there's, you know what though, and that, yes, that is something that that actually has happened more more often than that in, in Brazil. But when Ray Borg's child was really sick. A number, a number of the fighters in UFC, and it didn't matter what country they were from, pooled money to help pay for his for, for his baby's medical expenses, which were which were quite expensive, I mean, mm-hmm. and thankfully, Borg's Child is doing very well, you know, uh, and and that's that's you know, awesome, awesome news for him, but I mean, it does show that you know, not all these fighters hate each other; they do realize. Look, you know, I, you know, yes their job is to go out there and win and pummel the other guy or make them submit but they don't want to actually damage their career so bad that they can't compete anymore
0: Right. alright guys we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here on the Outbreak MMA podcast I'm sure by now the Mandrake has to take the leak. he says it every single week Um, and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about Ronda Rousey we mentioned it earlier that she had a little incident when we come back we'll talk about her we'll be right back
3: If you're like me and most adults you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Outbreak MMA podcast here on the Outbreak Entertainment Network. Um, big story coming out of Mexico: TMZ reported that former UFC champion Rowdy Roddy yeah, I gotta get this, Rowdy part. Ronda Rousey, Rousey. yes, uh, yes, uh, came, uh, was uh, doing um, a show for Fox Nine One One. On a he scene on a boat. After yeah. that one. On yeah. a boat, and she slammed her hand in the door, almost Ooh. severed one of her fingers out. A severely broken finger, and a second broken finger. It wasn't as severe. Um, but she held on until the director yelled, Cut, before she let loose,
2: saying, um, I did something bad here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 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 that's... Okay. For you Harry Potter fans or people who people have watched the movie with your kids, nearly headless Nick. You know, is held on by just that little bit. Well, that's about how her finger looked. Yes. Yeah, she, and not just the one, it was not, not just the one finger, he's got her ring finger she, as she well. Two
0: two fingers broken, but one of them has been repaired with bolts and screws. Cruise. Yeah, it oh, yeah,
1: it. yeah it, it looked it looked bad. It, it
0: was pretty bad. How?
1: Um, yeah, she, Ow! she finished the scene, you know, and, and again Anybody that she that got the
0: surgery. By the way, she got the surgery and came back and finished the the, the rest of this. I uh, thought this I read. Yeah, yeah, I thought I read that. Well, you know? d- God bless. But it's at the same, ow, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, still ow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> once again, we uh, nobody ever questioned the toughness of Ronda Rousey, no. even when she was fighting back uh, years ago in, in UFC um and she's right now with world wrestling entertainment um as a former women's champion there but nevertheless she is one still one of the baddest women on the planet
1: well and she's still she 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 still she still watches what goes on in mma and she's she's given a shout out to to um a, a number of of the women that are out there that that she helped pave the way for oh yeah you know and and she's very thankful that that they've They've just kept on getting better and better and better, and she's now acknowledged the fact too, that that you know female MMA has just improved and improved and improved. Oh yeah, and, you know because I know we speculate before. Well, what if Rousey was to go back and fight? And I've I've openly said I don't think that she would be as dominant at all now with 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 how skilled some of the women are. Um, and I think she I think she in her own way acknowledges that. I think she's very happy with acting and wrestling, uh, and, and and what have you. But I'm happy to see though that she's acknowledging the women that, that that she helped pave the way for, and I know Dana White mentioned that he was very happy that she said that too because you know it always it always feels good to hear from people that came before you happy with with how you're carrying on right the legacy they created exactly exactly mm-hmm. so but. well now we'll, we'll we'll come to the the, the final thing which. We, we mentioned last week, and I, I didn't expect it to blow up this week like it did. Uh, you, you never expect what it
2: to, to blow up with this individual involved, but oh, it just yeah. does. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be that bad.
1: Exactly. Well, ladies um, and gentlemen,
2: we're talking
0: about Connor McGregor. McGregor. All
1: right, so on April 6th of this year... He stepped into a bar. I think it was in Dublin. I know it was yeah, Dublin. And, you know, he he makes his own whiskey, Proper 12. I have not had a chance to taste it yet. I have actually heard it's, it, it is really good whiskey. Um, I haven't I haven't had a chance to try it yet. And he set shot glasses up for everybody and got everybody, you know, around uh, on him. And there was an old man, an older gentleman, that said no. And... I guess he said no, not once, not twice, but three times. And after the third time, McGregor punched him. <sighs> now, up to this point, up to last week, it's pretty much was looked at as a non-issue. And I don't <laughs> it was know. Kept quiet, very. Yeah, quiet, it, it was very. It was kept very quiet. It
2: hit the internet.
1: And and it, I think, well, you know what I think happened. And I, I might be mistaken on this, but I think the video of it right. got released this it week. It did. And once that happened, because even up to last week, I don't think the video was released. I think some people had seen it, but it it, it didn't go viral yet. And even, <laughs> Dana, and even Dana White had acknowledged, yes, he knew about it. He knew it had happened, but it wasn't it, it wasn't a big deal. It's a big deal well, now. it's a big deal now. Uh,
0: big deal isn't the word. Huge.
1: <laughs> yeah. First off, you don't hit an old man. Um, but, I, 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 it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You don't hit an old man just for refusing a drink. Second, you
0: are a professional yes. fighter. Uh, you a, are a lethal that's weapon. That's right. A
2: boxer for years, and I don't th- I don't know that it's just changed, so if it has you can uh, correct me, but a boxer's hands are registered as lethal weapons, you, the boxers fighting outside of the ring, they were going to jail. I mean here's so I mean here's what a- the
0: it's one, Bro, thing,
2: was he thinking? It,
0: it's one thing to defend yourself if you're in public. You do have a right to do that. However, there was no defending him anything. He offered somebody a drink. They refused. Walk away.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing um, The guy could have been a recovering alcoholic. I mean, it's, if you're a recovering I, alcoholic, you shouldn't be in the pub.
2: I a public house, you can get food there also.
1: I, <laughs> I was a huge McGregor fan. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I still am a McGregor fan, but. It's kind of soured on me over the past few years. Do you think? one, um, one, the, the, you know, again, the, 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 the Dolly incident, whether, man, yeah, look, whether you, whether, whether, you, whether you say it was a setup or not, doesn't matter. Uh, in my eyes, that, I mean, yes, it sold that fight, but it didn't need to be sold that way. No. Um, no, that, that and was that, just a waste. That soured it, soured it on me. Um, but he's been getting into more and more trouble over the past couple years. And it's almost become like a John Jones type of thing. I'm sorry it won't happen again. I'm sorry it won't happen again. I'm sorry it won't happen again. Well, sooner or later, you got to wonder, how many times can you be sorry? And, and this is the thing with Conor McGregor right now. He, he, I believe it was today, which would be Thursday when we're recording this, um, issued an apology and said what he did was uncalled for. He actually spoke uh, for the first time on it live right before we actually went on the air. So I don't even know what exactly was said yet. We didn't get a chance to hear it, but it was live on ESPN. Um, So I'm sure we'll listen to it. We might talk about it next week.
2: Well, I I was listening to his interview, and I've forgotten who it was with. I I think it was um, Ari... Ari Ohani. Juani, that's it. I think it was Juani he was talking to. And he... He took full responsibility for it. He said there, there was no reason for it. it. It shouldn't have happened. It was it, it was his mistake. You know, you know, not like anybody really needed to hear him go, "Hey, my bad." You no, know, we know it's your bad, you dope. Uh, <laughs> but, but he went. He went on that whole explanation. Um, said I, I, I made amends for it then, and, and I, I made amends for it now. And I, it's not enough. There's no excuse for it. And he seemed genuinely embarrassed. He mentioned how he needed to get his head screwed on right because he hasn't been doing uh, what should have been done. He's let things go. He's, let, he's disgraced himself that he has let himself down as well as his, the the Irish people because he, he thought he had a uh, a better image and he's ruined that image. Well, I'm like glad said, you mentioned he seems, that. He seems like he's very remorseful, but... You know, let's face facts. We've all watched movies. People know how to act. I, I don't know whether
1: he's going to, whether he's sincere or not. Okay, and, and I'm glad you mentioned both of those things. It's not the first time that McGregor has said things like that. Right. And then give it three to six months and he's going to do something again. Um, I mean, hopefully he does see, hey, wait a minute. Look, I've got a kid. Um, I th- thought I read that he had a second kid on the way, but I might be mistaken on that. Um, You know, and, and here's the thing with Conor McGregor is he did at one point, as he was coming up, and this was before, it seems to me that the actual tipping point for McGregor was that Mayweather fight. Because once he got that money, and once he got that exposure, that's when he went off the rails. It just seems like that was really where everything just went off the rails. I mean, people can point out the pressers with Diaz and everything else about how they got out of hand, but it, he didn't seem to really, truly get out of hand until the pressers for the Mayweather fight. Started believing and, his own hype. Yeah, exactly. Because when you look at when he was getting prepared for when he was in camps and stuff, and there was there was a, a one of the Embedded's, you, you know, uh, can't remember what fight it was for, but he would go by this guy's house. Like He would drive the same route to the gym every morning. And every morning at like 6 a.m., this guy would have all all this McGregor stuff. He'd have a, a cutout statue of McGregor, and he'd have an Irish flag and everything. And this is when he was training, I think, in California, I think it was. And finally, one, like one night when he was coming back from camp, he stopped off at this guy's house. Right. And this guy had a whole bunch of McGregor... Like like memorabilia and stuff. McGregor gave him a set of shoes, a couple sets of gloves, a whole bunch of, you know, UFC Reebok and Conor McGregor merchandise. And I mean he treated this fan awesomely. So he does truly love his fans, but the fact is is it's souring on him. And that's the other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on, is for such a long time Conor McGregor was looked at Ireland's favorite son. Not so much anymore. Yeah. There's been a number of people that have gone on podcasts, you know, whether they've been fighters that are in touch with the people in Ireland, and even the people in Ireland are like, okay, enough's enough. You're starting to make us look bad now, right? And when you're starting to make a country look bad that has to deal with the IRA, I don't know, man. I, you know, <laughs> you're do want people that play with bombs, and you're making the country look bad. <sighs> I would kind of listen to your fans and your homeland. So you know, I hope he can turn around. I really do because I I, I do like McGregor. But uh, it's gotten to the point where he's just become he's become a joke.
0: Let's talk about McGregor. He's actually mentioned that he will probably have
2: an opportunity, possibly, to fight before the end of this year. Yeah, he was specifically asked. Does he? You know, first question was, is he retired? Is he done? And then when he said no to that, he he said he he doesn't think that he would ever retire from this game that he would continue fighting until the day they had to carry him out um, <laughs> and you know I can I can see some of this with the fighters that he goes against I can see him being carried out of the ring and that'd be the end of him but um, so who should he face well it's funny he said that he once yet yeah, when he was asked about fighting before the end of the year he said he could see that being a possibility they asked him who? And he said he really wanted his title back. And I'm going, uh, okay, as much as I can understand, hey, you're the title holder, you want the title back, first thing back, he is not getting Khabib. Second thing is, if this is your fight back, do you want Khabib?
1: No, I mean, okay.
2: I don't know that I want to face Khabib.
1: To say that, to say that, it's...
2: And away, he of what bears didn't he yeah he did he, forget he, that mess
1: there's, <laughs> there's there's a couple things if, if and I if I can find them I'm gonna put them up on our on our Facebook page um, one is uh, um, Joanna uh, cutting weight uh, it's an excruciating video it is actually difficult to watch um, but it's important that I think fans see what some of these fighters go through to make weight the other one is Khabib be wrestling bears. I will find that video because it's a great video. He's 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 a kid, and his father was having a face bears. I don't care, and, <laughs> and he was winning too. That's the best part about it. Which is why you do not mess it. Why in
2: the blue hell would you throw a dolly through a window at this guy? He wrestles bears
1: and wins. I, no, this is not the guy we want to go against. Well, again, I don't want to. I don't want to say though because in a way I almost feel. <laughs> that that by by talking this way, we're we're almost forgetting the fact that he that he's facing Poirier, Dustin Poirier, in in a couple weeks in Abu Dhabi. Hey, any man can be beat any given day. Poirier beat Holloway.
2: you lose a step, you 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 just underestimate whatever happens. You blink at the wrong time. Poirier. The next thing you know, you're looking up at the lights again. Poirier. Any man can be beat. Yes.
1: any woman can be beat. Poor AB Holloway and but the and, odds, yeah, that's I, why Vegas makes money, right? Again, one of the one of the fights that's been going around this week, uh, UFC has been circulating uh, the Khabib versus Michael Johnson fight, which if you can find it online, um, great fight. But you see exactly how dominant Khabib really is. Johnson never really had a chance in that fight. As a matter of fact, I remember watching that fight, and it's like. Come on, Johnson! Just lay down already. Hey, everybody
2: so, said Buster Douglas had no chance against Mike Tyson, but look what happened there.
1: No, that's very true. So, I, so who 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 do
0: you think will end up facing McGregor if he was to come back the end in the year?
1: Huh? Or who you would like to see? They really need. Well, I know to, who it they, won't be. They, they really need to build him up. Mm-hmm. They they really do need to build him up. Um, who I'd love to see him face. I would absolutely love to see him face would 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 see him face Holloway in a rematch because oh I can I can see that one because up until Poirier the 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 last loss that Holloway had was was to McGregor Mm -hmm. I would love to see Holloway have a chance to actually come back and 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 possibly even that even that up with with McGregor Mm -hmm. do I think that's going to happen no that hasn't even really been talked about uh I think that you're more likely to see whoever wins between Diaz and Masvidal go against McGregor. That's who I think you're going to see. I think it's going to be the money fight. I think UFC still looks at so we're McGregor is looking... being is being a, so, a money train.
0: So we're looking at 2020, not looking at him. Yeah, I,
2: I don't. I don't. I, as much as he I, said that he thinks he can fight by the end of the year, I don't see it happening.
1: I mean, I mean, mm. I, I mean, again. I, I, you know it, it's UFC there's they, they have enough fighters where where they probably could put something together but again it's it's McGregor McGregor's want to be you know he, he has come down from a couple of them the demands as far as I know he's backed away from wanting a stake in the company uh, although there might have been something that happened behind the scenes that we don't know about because there were a number of people in WME because again WME is a conglomerate that has a number of athletes and and and, and uh musicians and actors and actresses and, and, and people in the entertainment business that have all sunk their money into this giant company. Um, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Ari, the guy that owns it, it he's you know, the, the show Entourage is based off of him. Um, some of them were willing to actually give McGregor shares of the company just to keep McGregor on board because McGregor meant money for them. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know if that actually happened up to this point. Dana White's like, no, there's no way in hell that we are giving you any stock in the company, just the way it
2: is. Well, with the way idiocy that he's been, you know, doing, it's probably a good choice that they didn't let him have it. But no, I
1: agree. I agree. But so it looks like he's backed down on that. Uh, he up to this point, if you ever if you mention McGregor fighting, you know, anything that was not main card and on a pay per view. He would tell you no. Now that might not be the case. He might be okay with co main event. You know. The thing with McGregor is is he's still, no matter no matter what he's gone through. He's a draw. What trouble he's gotten into, he still draws. And True. again, we mentioned before there's a couple fighters that I refuse to go to wing House to see fight. McGregor's <laughs> one of them. One of
0: them, yeah.
1: Jones is another one. And Diaz is another one. I just won't do it because the fans that sit there. It's like, look, I don't mind having an intelligent conversation, but if you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me something that's blatantly like, are you blind? Well, you or see, your that's the whole difference. Yeah, you just said it, intelligent
2: conversation. I remember when we were at that same restaurant for a Jones fight, Yeah. and the guy at the, t- at the table catty-corner to us actually was giving you an intelligent conversation. Yeah. One table over was a moron.
1: Yeah, and I'm, look, I'm cool. And someone,
2: both of you were looking at that guy going, shut up.
1: Yeah, because I'm cool if someone disagrees with me. That's, look, uh, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. There, there was a guy, <laughs> just this past week, there was a gentleman that was standing outside Wing House, and we were having an intelligent conversation. Uh, and We disagreed, but it was an intelligent conversation, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if you're just going to say something like, say, this is the way it is because I said so... Screw you. That's not intelligent conversation. All right, we should probably wrap it up before I end up, like, you know, swearing anymore and, and making Jimmy bleep anything else out.
0: So, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, I have the undubious task, along with Ferrari, this week on Tales from the Highway. Uh, you may want to hear this, Mark. Ativalu has demanded that he's on the show, so I do ask you to please listen, sir.
1: Why would I not listen? Come on, Jimmy. I love you. What? Of course I'm going to listen. Do you haven't noticed you... this little
0: trend that I've been called Jimmy lately? Yes, I did. do. Do you really need to do this on the air? All right, all right, we're done. We're done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next here. week, folks. Yeah. Care, I guys. may be here. I may not. Who knows? <laughs> have a great what night. A
1: Thank you.